You're listening to the All Systems Go podcast, the show that teaches you everything you need to know to put your business on autopilot. Learn how to deploy automated marketing and sales systems in your business the right way with your host, the professor of automation himself and founder of Automation Bridge, Chris Davis. Welcome to the All Systems Go podcast. I'm your host, Chris L. Davis, founder of Automation Bridge, an online publication for small business automation, where we focus on turning digital marketing professionals into automation service providers. And in this episode, I want to I want to <laughs> I want to get on my soapbox a bit. OK, and and, and this is at the risk of, of sounding a little whiny uh, with this topic, but it's one that that's been driving me crazy. Uh, more so lately than ever. And I believe it, it. I just believe as an industry, we have to get past this. If if you're new to the podcast, OK, um, make sure you subscribe and, and share after you listen to this to this episode. Um, and, and just know this may be a little I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But it, I feel I feel so strongly about this and I'm so tired <laughs> of seeing this. But at the same time, um, I believe this is uh, this can be classified as very techie. All right. So I just wanted to to, to warn my, my first time listeners there. But again, I, I, as an industry, uh, I think this this should be the norm. What I'm, what I'm speaking on today. All right. So uh, again, if you're new to the podcast, make sure you listen to this in its, in its entirety. If you are not new and you have not left a five star rating and review, please do so um, post haste. Uh, there's one from uh, Go Gators 12 and they left a five star rating and review said review that says a gold mine of marketing knowledge. Chris is amazing. I learn something new from him every time. I love the way Chris communicates marketing system building. He's someone that I trust to bring the latest and greatest when it comes to building a successful online business. I highly recommend this podcast to anyone looking to create effective marketing systems. Uh, thank you. Go Gators 12 for that Um five star rating and review. I look forward to more five star rating and reviews that you all leave. And I will make sure that I shout you out um, when I can. Let me be honest real quick. Um, I read these. I randomly pick them. And that has come back to bite me because I can't remember which ones I read and which ones I didn't. <laughs> so uh, there's so many of them. I feel like I've read them all personally, but I can't remember the ones that I mentioned on the podcast. So my apologies if I have overlooked uh, your five star rating and review. Just know I have read it personally and it and thank you because it helps get the word out that we are the podcast for small business marketing and sales automation to listen to, to learn how to navigate this new space effectively especially if you if you want a career, if you want a career in the space. So um, you can find the All Systems Go podcast in all main podcasting outlets, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or even on YouTube. So you can subscribe and listen to wherever you get your podcast. They are there, but we just ask that you continue to get the word out, uh, share it and leave a five star rating and review. All right. So let, let me just come out the gate. And say this one, there's no buildup. I'm, I'm going straight for the jugular. Um, stop. OK, just stop it. Stop asking for information you don't need or will not use in your marketing and sales process. OK, it's it's ridiculous. 
It makes you look like a novice and it's a huge inconvenience for your for your for your customers. All right. Your prospects, leads, whatever. Anybody engaging with your business. What what do I mean? All right. Let me ask you this. Have you ever filled out a form online for a consultation only to be asked to provide that same information when you arrive at the facility or business? Have you ever opted into someone's marketing and they repeatedly ask for for your name and email or other information that they've already captured as you progress through their funnel? I have a company. I won't share their name because I respect the CEO too much to um, that that has committed this sin religiously. And, it, and, and I was offended for them. I really was. And I'll expound on this later. But the this madness, it has to it has to stop. OK, I, I mentioned this in various podcasts when I talk about segmentation and 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 I say you should only capture information that's necessary for you to personalize the marketing journey. That's it. That is it. The, that same information that you capture, you should be using. OK, so so what I'm saying is a person. This is the industry standard. Can can we all agree? Can we raise the standard, everybody? A person should never have to resubmit information that has already been captured. They they can't. They should not. Okay. And and, unless. No, I can't think. (laughs) I was trying to give it out. I cannot think if you ask for the information, use it. That's why I entitled this pre-population, please, because I'm I'm literally I'm on my soapbox, but I'm this is more of a plead. All right. Because this is happening oftentimes uh, than it's not. And, and because because it's happening so frequently, I need to highlight what's the what's the cause of this and how to fix it. OK, So this is my plea to you for the industry. Can we please raise the bar of how we're handling using and displaying information that we're capturing? All right. This is not a new this is not a new subject matter. But given today's technological, the collective acumen around technology, um, this this is reared its ugly head. All right. So let me start off and let me just define what pre-population is. Okay, because some of you may not know it's the activity of filling in a custom field or any form of data with information previously collected. But for the for the most part, it's going to be a custom field. Okay, so what does that look like? I've captured your name. So if I ask you to fill out another form, that name field already has your name in it. It's already there because I have it right That's what pre-population is. I've populated the field before you've even had a chance to. Okay, this saves the user from having to act repetitively throughout the customer journey. Because it, it, it does get frustrating. Some people don't mind it yet. Yet, I say. But depending on your market, you you may be irritating a whole lot of folk. Okay, the main benefit, however, is to reduce human error and secondary behind that is to keep your data consistent. And this is what I haven't heard most 
I haven't heard many folks speak on this, so I will. This is a, the the driving force. One of my driving forces to why I am pushing pre-population on you. And remember, anytime someone has to enter something manually, you run the risk of human error. OK, that's that's it's the fingerprint. Anytime there's a fingerprint left, that's a sign that something could have been done wrong. OK, and since a lot of um, automation software requires data consistency to really, you know, be accurate in its execution. A, a something as small as a typo can have it, it could have huge impacts, right? Because a typo can can be the difference between one contact record and two. For instance, You've got name and email. You asked it before, right? You didn't pre-populate. You ask name and email again. This time they entered their email address. They misspell it. That is now a separate contact record in your marketing platform than the beginning. Now their customer journey is split and your data is not consistent. Misspelling anything can just throw off your personalization and your customer journey. And it happens when you're asking people to enter in information repeatedly. OK, even them incorrectly selecting something can send them down the wrong path. Right. So when so just just so you know, peeling back the curtains and when I'm in, in, in my business, I try to keep my call to actions so singular Right. So easy to follow because I want I want to make sure when you click that button, when you submit that form, that information is accurate, as accurate as possible. So what does that look like for me? A lot of times I'll use drop downs instead of using a text input where somebody could type. If I'm you know, asking more than just their name and email, I want to use a drop down because you can't. You, you can't mistype that right now, you can selected incorrectly. But but listen, I've done as much as I can <laughs> to make it uh, error free. Right. Because I know that every time someone has to enter something, they run the risk of entering it incorrectly. So you want to minimize the amount of work you're asking people to do when it comes to the submission of information. I'm not saying stop asking for all of that information. I'm saying how you ask for the information is what's valuable. And, and you know what, since we're here, we're talking about raising the standard. I've got, I've got please on the table. Um, I don't, I don't know if I want to say please to this one. I think I just want to mandate this. Can we stop? Can you all stop having people write down their information? Are we not past this? Am I tripping? Just somebody let me know. Okay. Am, Am I just out of tune But I believe we're at a time where the standard can be kiosk entry or an iPad or even a phone. Right. How hard is it to have a form pulled up on your phone for people to fill out at a bare minimum? I mean, okay, so I'm I'm a little uh, you you all know I, I love technology, but I don't trust it. So I've always got these back doors and I've always got these clauses in case something works. And one of the clauses is there, there's two things that I operate by. I never want to be I, I never want to be caught without the ability to capture a lead. And I never want to be caught without the ability to capture a sale. It's just that I, I refuse 
to ever be that person. Okay. And by caught without it, I do not want to require you to write it down. Okay. Worst case scenario, I'll put it on a notepad in my phone and show it to you and say, hey, is this accurate? But even that, I can't even remember the last time I did that. Okay, so those are the two my two guiding principles. I I should always at any time be able to capture a lead, always at any time be able to capture a sale. Okay, so what I do is I have forms that I can access, you know, automationbridge.com forward slash whatever name that I remember that I can Go to it on my phone and it just pulls up the form and I can give my phone to them. Say, hey, just enter your information there and I'll send you an email. It doesn't have to be fancy. Right. But if you're running an event, if people are showing up, why are they not? Why? Why are you introducing the element of error called handwriting? Do you know how much I hate trying to read? somebody's handwriting. Is it a O or is it a zero? Is it a L? Is it an I? Is it a E or is it a A? Is it a U or is it like people write so strange and so fast at times? Some people email, they, they write their email like a doctor signs his signature at, in that event, why are you even asking for the information? You can't do anything with it. Which goes back to my initial point. Don't ask for information you can't use. You can't use that. Stop asking for it or put it in an iPad. I you know what? I smile when I go to uh, medical facilities and they hand you the iPad. Right. And I frown when they hand me the clipboard because sometimes I'm writing and, and I have people have told me I have nice handwriting. Now, I don't know if that's like, hey, you have nice handwriting for a guy. You know, or if it's just nice handwriting in general. Right. But it's legible. Listen, sometimes when I'm filling things out, I look at that and I'm like, "Mm." because if you give me a ballpoint pen, you know, my handwriting is as good as the you, you the instrument I'm using to write with ballpoint pen where you've got to press really hard. It's gonna it's not gonna look as clean. I like I like <laughs> my my, my homegirl Sandra. She'll she'll enjoy this. Uh, but I like I like point five point three eight point pens because I, I I write small and I and I like to you know I, I like those skinny those skinny strokes so that I can I can get it I can get as much information in a in a space as possible that's legible. You give me these big point seven and and more pens, my handwriting decreases greatly. And some people, it doesn't matter what instrument you're using. Your handwriting is just terrible. Why? Why would I do that? Why? Why would I let you write down? Why would I risk losing you as a lead? That's really the question that we should be asking. Why? Okay, let me let me digress. (laughs) All right. It, It burns me up. Just know if I ever come to one of your events or anything and you have me write something down, I hope that you're smiling because it's a joke because you know how I am. If not, I am highly bothered. And there is a chance that my engagement with your event will drop tremendous. It's just it's just my hang up. Whatever. okay. Call it what you want to. But there is no there is no reason why we shouldn't have iPads, kiosks or some digital entry for all leads. They're that important to your business. All right. But again, digress. Um, So how do you how do you do pre-population correctly? Right. We talked about what it is. And and I told you it should be the standard. And the reason why it's a standard is because it should be a standard is because there's so many 
benefits to it. So let's talk about it. All right. Um, how you do pre-population correctly is it's twofold. You have the logged out experience, which is the most common. Right. And then the logged in experience, which is the, mo the most straightforward. All right. So let's start with the logged out experience. This means you may or may not know who is visiting or submitting their information. Right. This this could be a first time lead into your business. That means you have absolutely no knowledge of them. Uh, no prior knowledge to them or, or of them or history. So pre-population for you is going to exist. You're going to be limited to URL variables. And I'm keeping this. This is still this is technical, but I'm not going as technical because I just heard there's a developer listening to this that when I said you're going to be limited to URL variables, they in their head, they just said, well, you could use cookies. You could use JavaScript. They, they literally it was like a trigger response. Because that's how they're wired. Developers are like, no, you're not limited to URLs. You could do this. You could do that. No, no, no. I'm speaking. I'm trying to speak simply for the masses here. OK. And what is a URL variable? That is, if you ever um, if you haven't, you need to start paying attention to the to your URLs. Uh, the easiest way to do it. Log into Facebook. Click on the first ad that you see that should take you to a URL. Highlight that URL and just look at all of those parameters up there. And they're usually, you know, it goes the, the web domain dot com forward slash question mark name of the variable equals value. Then there's an ampersand uh, ampersand sign. And then it's another value equals uh, another variable name equals then the value. OK, all of that garbage up there that you just thought was this big old long URL. They're actually they're actual variables in the URL that are being passed from Facebook or the platform A to platform B so that they can capture information about you without you having to fill it in. It's that effective passing of information from one page to the next that gets you started with pre-population. A good example is a survey. Um, I can't remember his name, but there's an influencer out there that teaches surveys. Uh, anyway, name slips me. It's many of them out there. But uh, the 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 premise is this. Get their name and their email first and maybe one qualifying question. And then on the thank you page, the next page that they see, ask additional questions. Here's the power, though. When you're asking those additional questions on the second page, you're not asking for the name and email again. You already have it. Right. So now you could just keep going. It's it's similar. It's similar to progressive profiling. In fact, it's a derivative of pro progressive profiling. Actually, it may fit the definition of progressive profiling. And that is if I have 10 fields to capture on you and I've captured three, you no longer see those three. You see the remaining seven. Then if I capture, capture two more, you only see the remaining five. And this is split up over steps throughout the fund, less progressive profiling. So you're progressively filling out your customer profile. OK, so back to the survey example is it is an example of progressive profiling. I caught your name and email on the on the first page. And then the second page, I had three more questions that I wanted to ask. And these are for segmentation purposes. Right. But one thing I'm not doing is asking for your name and email again. You can immediately lower your conversion rate by doing this setup. Name and email on page one, page two. You have another form. Ask for name and email again. Watch how your conversion drops. P people, people, people may not be able to like 
they may not be able to pinpoint why they're annoyed, but they will be annoyed at that approach. Okay, so for me, I prefer to hide the field. So if I ask for name and email and then the second page, I'm asking for additional fields and the software that I'm using doesn't allow me to hide name and email, which is my preference is to hide it so that they don't even see it. It's not even a point of focus. Um, If I can't hide it, I'll at least have the field visible with the value already in it, which is pre-population. Okay, so that's uh, again, I warned you this could get technical, but that's a ninja trick that I use. It's not even ninja. It's just a strategy. Um, But I like to use software that allows me to hide fields that are already populated. ConvertFlow is one of those pieces of software for me that does that. Okay. Makes it very easy. So now when you submit form one, by the time you get to form two, since I already have that information, I don't ask for it again. And, And I do that in email, too. So when I'm when I'm sending out an email and you click the button, I'm always sending the variables in the URL just so I can pre-populate our high fields that I've already I already have the information to. Now, there are some limitations because some of the field data, depending on how it's formatted, can be very long. And some of it is just not you're not able to pre-populate. So you need to be mindful of that, like radio buttons and checkboxes could be tough depending on what platform you're using. But if it's, it's a text input you know, a word or two, then absolutely, especially name and email. If we could, you know what? If by default, if I'm, I'm talking about ra- raising a standard here, if by default, we could just apply this to name and email. Can, can we agree on that? If you've captured their name and email, which you usually do, don't ask for it again. I mean, just think about this. You, you know, d- digital just it emulates analog, right? Imagine asking for somebody's name every time you see them. Just imagine that you would never. In fact, what you would do is this is what I've done in the past is if especially if my wife is with me, I'll introduce my wife to them so they can say their name to my wife. And I'd be like, yeah, so this is Eric. (laughs) If I forget their name, I usually don't forget a name. If I've talked to you and we've engaged in some capacity, I usually am very well with remembering names. This is what people have told me when I was doing workshops uh, internationally. Uh, I would remember almost the entire room's names. All right, because it mattered. Somebody's name is important. Somebody's information is important. So how dare you get their name and then keep asking, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? It's terrible. It is absolutely terrible. So my let me be very specific with my request of the industry is if you collect name and email at a minimum, stop asking for it again further along in the funnel. Okay, now there are some times where you can't do it. Right. Like sometimes your payment processor, that sales page or checkout page doesn't allow you to do it. You know, sometimes that scheduler may not allow you to do it. But honestly, Once you get this down packed and you look, most platforms allow you to do it. They'll give you the name of the field and 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 what to put in the URL to pre-populate that. So you really have no excuse. Okay, now, don't get me wrong. This is much harder because it does require an extra step in knowledge to do so. Right. At, At both the point of capture and from your email platform. So if you're not doing this well yet, it's understandable, but this is a great opportunity for growth. 
right? There's not a platform that I use that doesn't allow me if they fill out a form. Actually, I won't use a platform that doesn't allow me to do this. If they fill out a form, I need to be able to put the information that I captured in the in the URL of the next page. It's mandated for me. I will not use a platform that doesn't allow me to do it because all my tools allow me to do that. And because I want to pre-populate. Okay, you cannot go to my website right now. If you filled out information already on my website, I've already logged that. You'll never have to fill out that information again. So you could pull up my website on your phone and then a total strangers go go to the same page, pull up the same form. Your form will look different because I already have information about you. So I'm, I'm not I'm not speaking from like, hey, this is a great idea. Everybody try this. No, I've been doing this. I've been doing this before uh, it was a, 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 a talked about thing in Internet marketing. At Lee Pages, I was doing it with Lee Pages and, and Infusionsoft. It was one of the features, one of the reasons why that feature was there in, in the Lee, Lee Pages, even to this day. They, they make pre-population for their for their um, forms extremely easy. We were using it way back then. This is nothing new to me. This is probably going to be a new idea to you. And hopefully for the industry, this becomes standard. Right. So that's the logged out experience. That's the most common. Um, it's going to be a little harder, but the logged in experience. So so I give you a pass on the logged out if you don't have that technical marketer to really help you. OK, that person in your business that can show you how to do that. I give you a pass. But just know in the previous podcast i talked about understanding the process understand that this is something that's that's possible and and should be done you don't need to know how to do it but just understand this is part of the understanding i was talking about now you should have a marketer that's able to do this okay for you logged in experience no excuse you have no excuse because how the logged in experience works is that somebody has to put their name and email in so you always know who they are you can't log in without not knowing who they are. And once someone has login credentials, you should never at a minimum again ask for their name and email. It should be displayed or pre-populated when you log in. You could even log in to pay your bills and it says, hey, Chris. Right. Hey, first name. It says your name when you log in. And, and this is basic stuff, right? Like. You're paying a bill online. They're not trying to market or anything like that. They're trying to get your money because you owe them. But it's a logged in experience and it's very easy. So if you have a logged in experience and you're not displaying information that you've captured, you're doing it wrong. I'm just telling you. And and remember, I, I mentioned prior, there was a company that was committing this sin at a very high rate. And um, when I signed up with this company, it was an intake form. So I filled out all that information. I'm not bothered. OK, get it. They give me a login email. I go to the login, click it, fill in my name and my email. Uh, I mean, my email and my password. Boom. Got it. OK, that's standard. There's two forms. One was a login. One was a capture. All right. Then they say, hey, set up your first call. So I go in to set up my strategy call. Right. Why? They literally asked for practically every piece of information they captured on the very first form. And not just that, every time there was an action to be taken, you had to put in your name and your email. Every time. It drove me crazy and is one of the reasons why I don't use that company to this day. 
because to me, that just speaks that that you don't you don't really know what you're doing. If you have all these forms, I'm logged in or check this. If I'm not logged in, I'm visiting from an email that you sent from your system. That means you have access to the information you've already collected. But I'm logged in. Why do you keep asking me for my name and my email? At any point, if I mistype Chris, my my automation bridge, email, anything, it throws your whole system off. Your data is your data on me is now split. Why would you? Why would you subject yourself to such sloppy operations? Okay. And you have no excuse. You know who you are. In fact, you are you're using Entreport. Entreport can do this. Are you serious? Entreport can do this easily. Put my daggone name and email in the URL and pre-populate that field. Both of those fields. Do you hear me? You look, you, I'm talking in my dad voice like you're my child. But listen to me. Stop doing that. OK, you, you know what? You're about to time out. I, I didn't put people on time out before. I don't put businesses on timeout. You're on your way to time. In fact, I, I did. I, I put them on timeout. Then I then I I'm no longer doing business with them. So um, but that's one the URL. But we're talking about the logged in experience. You have my information. Fill in my name and my email. It's not just for me. It's for you. It's protection. So I don't mess up my entry and mess up my profile. OK. This is in the same theme of progressing profiling. It's just much easier since the login requirements requirement. It eliminates the variable of who is this? You got to do it. And I know maybe a lot of this podcast sounded like my personal preference. It really isn't because honestly, my personal preference is for you to increase your online conversions and overall engagement. And that's what this does. Okay, it doesn't make people work hard. Okay, they shouldn't have to work hard just to engage. And you should not make it a task to collect their information. Okay, what I'm asking is that you do people a favor and treat them like, you know, them. That's the power of personalization. If you cannot get this right. Your personalized marketing journey will be less effective. Okay. Treat me like you know me. Every lead is saying that in your business right now. If you asked for my name, say my name. Don't ask for it again. If you've asked for my email address, use it. Don't ask for it again. OK, can can we as an industry see? See, I've calmed down. I'm, I'm back level here. Can we as an industry agree that that is the standard going forward? I don't have to worry about my automation service providers. They they're it's in their blood already. <laughs> OK, I don't have to worry about them and I'll do my job to continue to train the future automation service providers to do this. But as an industry. You have to. And, and, and just know if I if I deem you as a, a marketer, you're a, a friend of mine, an associative of any capacity. 
and you're not doing this, I am judging you. I, I, I am. I'll just be honest. I'm judging you. I'm wondering how somebody so savvy could could be committing such a sin. I am. I'm judging you. And other people might be as well. Again, it makes you look like a novice. It's too much software out there, too much software. And if you don't have software, it's too easy for those who are technically inclined, of course, to be able to pull this off. Just listening to this podcast should have given you the way to do it. I don't it's not a help doc, but you should listen. If, if you call yourself a marketing consultant or digital marketing professional, all of this language should have been, you know, easy for you to understand and implement. It may not be as easy to be consistent across all of your pages, but you need to. But you need to. Because remember, a personalized marketing experience is a profitable one. And the only way to personalize the marketing experience is to collect information, use the information and display the information. That's it. So who needed to hear it? All right. So so this is this is the one where you got to put people on notice. It's kind of like you're, it's almost like uh, you're you're exposing them. To, you're exposing the fact that you you. Uh, how, how can I say this? This is like, you know, when you want to tell somebody there's a booger in, in, in their nose, you could either just flat out say, hey, there's a booger in your nose, man. Like you want to get that or you can give them a tissue. Right. Just go grab a tissue and then like point at your nose. That's what this is. This is the tissue approach. This is that person that is not doing any form of pre-population, claim themselves to be a marketer, always talk about what they know and what they're doing in their funnels, this and that. And they're not at a minimum pre-populating fields. This is the tissue that you give them. You say, hey, I found something that I think you should listen to. Listen to this. Tell me what you think. They'll listen to it, especially at this point. So if you've been referred to this podcast, this this was a tissue and you really need to do what has been outlined on this podcast. OK, wipe your nose. Get that booger out of there. That that digital <laughs> that digital booger. Get it. Get it out your your funnel. All right. So who's the person that you need to give this tissue to today? They need to clean this up. They really do. You've got to make it easier. Your conversions will thank you. Your leads will thank you. Use the information you're collecting. All right. So if you found value in today's episode, please share it. Please share it. Um, and when you do, make sure you subscribe, because if you have made it this far, you've listened to the entire episode. So this is where you subscribe and leave a five star rating and review in iTunes for me. All right. Um, thank you in advance for that here at Automation Bridge. We're dedicated to training digital marketing professionals to become automation service providers. Um, we've got community. We've got programs. We've got curriculum. We've, we've got courses because small business are in uh, businesses. <laughs> they're in need of marketers with disability, the ability to to take uh, marketing processes, match it with technology and deploy automated systems for rapid growth. They need that. If that is you, if you want to be the type of marketer that pre-populates, you want to be the type of marketer that knows how to extract process, then match it with technology and you enjoy implementing it. And you're good at it. You pay attention to detail, right? If that's you, if when you're listening to this podcast, it just excites you. You're like, man, 
I could do that for a living. If the idea of doing the stuff that I outline and making like $10,000 a month is attractive to you, if that's like a dream, that used to be a dream of mine. It was like, man, I stay at home, work on my computer, use technology and make $10,000 a month. If that like if that gets you going, that's a good sign that you may just naturally. You may be a natural automation service provider. You just need to be connected with the right resource, community training, curriculum, programs, whatever we have that. So if that is you, I want you to go to automationbridge.com forward slash ASP. And take the next steps to talk to someone on our team to assess if you would be a good fit for the community. We can validate that feeling that you have. If you're like, I'm excited about this, we can validate it for you because the time is now. Um, COVID has, has been amazing to some businesses, but all businesses are looking to leverage digital better. So there, the time is now. The need is great. So come on. Come on in. Come join. What, what are you waiting for? All right. So all show notes and podcasts are accessible and available at automationbridge.com forward slash podcast. When you're there, you can subscribe and listen to any episode at your leisure. Uh, It's all there as a as a resource for you you to to easily access uh, automationbridge.com forward slash podcast. So until next time, I see you online. Automate responsibly, my friends.